This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're looking for advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn, she'll try. Just a tip, and you'll be on your way. With Meg and Batoon on Friday. Welcome to Just a Tip, an advice podcast hosted by me, Megan Batoon, a real girl. You guys send in questions, and I have a friend here to help me help you. Sal is a sportscaster, TV host, musician, and so many more other titles, but let's not forget a former dreadlock keeper. Yes. How, how is that? Um, 13 years of joy. <laughs> I, had, yeah, I, had, I had dreadlocks for 13 years. How do you make a dreadlock? You decide, okay, I'm going to lock my hair up, and... Lock speaking speaking for the um those of African descent, it is ha- something that happens naturally. It's also happening to me right is it? now. Nice. I have extensions and ah, yeah, the if you don't, humidity. If you don't show that brush in there on a regular basis, <laughs> you're gonna get locked up. Um yeah, so one day I just started playing with my hair and I just started twisting and twisting and twisting and I was like, you know what? I'm uh I'm gonna grow locks. <laughs> this is who I am now. This is who I am now and I'm I'm gonna grow locks, and I think there was also it was funny because it was in the, was really in the beginning of my career starting to take off on television. Yeah, and the only other person on television with locks was Sway, who I always just respected for keeping it real. Yeah, and people would be like, "You're gonna cut those, right?" Because like it's starting to happen for you. I'm like, "No, it's I'll, starting to happen." I'll, for I'll, you? I will cut my hair when I choose to. Yeah, um, and then it's funny. Because when I did finally decide to cut my locks, mm-hmm. my, my whole team, agent, manager, lawyer, everyone was like, you can't do this. Your lawyer had some input? This is, <laughs> it's your brand. Yeah. You know, this is what you people know you for. And if you do this, it's going to be over. And I'm like, um, that's cool. I'm not Felicity. Um, and it's not going to end my life. In fact, if people aren't listening to what I have to say and they only thought like, that's the cool black guy from the X Games with the dreadlocks, and he's also on E. Yeah. I think it's cool that they let him be on there, too. Um, then why am I in this business? Right. So I cut my hair. And it was probably the most powerful, empowering thing that I did. when It was just as empowering when I decided to cut them for me as it was when I decided to grow them. I don't know if it's the same for you, but like girls, if when we break up with someone, it's like we got to cut out everything of our life, including our hair. I cut my dreads the day after... I broke up with my girlfriend of six years, who, oh I, was, who I was going to marry. <gasps> and I was like sitting in my house, like weeping, like just had no idea what planet I was on. And I knew that a bunch of things within my life needed to change. Yeah. I was part of the problem as to why my relationship didn't work. That's and awesome that you can know that. Yeah. you. A lot of people <laughs> are blind to things like that. There's an oldie by a guy named Sting where he says, if you love someone, set them free. And um, that's what I had to do because yeah. I wasn't right with myself. Yeah. 
And it was really, really hard because it was a gemstone of a human, but I couldn't have her, like, waiting for me to, like, get my shit together. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the back end of that is welcome to heartbreak. And if you, until you go through your first real heartbreak, yeah. you don't even know you're alive. So true. Long story short, I called my friend, Barbara, who used to cut my hair a long time ago before I had locks. And I was like, I'm coming in. Uh-huh. I was like, for what? I'm coming in to cut. You, you can, we can cut these. And he's like, you need a permission slip, dude. <laughs> Like, I'm not From your it. dreadlocks. Speaking of heartbreak, let's take our first question, which yes. is about heartbreak. So starting off really light. Okay, here we go. Someone writes, I recently went through my first heartbreak. Hey. Me and this guy had a thing going on for about two months. Mm, well, that's not heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He was my first kiss, and I oh. really thought we had a connection. However, he ghosted me, and I was extremely devastated. He was the closest thing I had to an actual relationship. Okay, we have a lot of things here. What is your advice on getting through heartbreak from heartbroken and heated? Mm. First of all, I apologize. Yeah, that's not good. For um, making light, because at that at that age, at that time, like it's everything. It is everything, yeah. Because it says uh, the closest thing to an actual relationship. I could only glean that maybe this is like a middle school, high school thing. Mm. I mean, that's just me guessing. And my first, when was your first relationship? Look at Little Miss Experience here. This girl <laughs> must be eight compared to Batoon. <laughs> <laughs> I, my first relationship was when I was 15. My first girlfriend, like that I walked around and was like, that's my girlfriend, <laughs> was in second grade. Her was name was in- Jennifer Weckman, and we kissed behind the monkey bars. Ooh, that's um, no one, everyone can see you behind monkey bars. Well, it was like a certain part of the playground. <laughs> oh, the blind like, spot of the monkey like bars. Like the blind spot. And like my friend was actually like watching around the corner <laughs> to see if everything was cool. I look back at that. He's telling that story right now. Uh, I laugh. But no, my first real relationship was 16. 16, okay. And it, was a, it was someone that I was in the friend zone with for like two years. <gasps> Congrats. And she only dated like seniors. Mm-hmm. We were the same age, but she couldn't possibly. She could never. Never. But I was the only person that she went to for advice, yep. et cetera, like hung out with. And all my friends were like, you are a fool. I was like, no, it's not, it's not the case. We're just friends. And I'm then a long you realize con. like, oh. I love you, Dawn. And anyway, she ended up coming around. She was my first girlfriend. And she broke the, she broke my heart as well. Uh, the first heartbreak, I f- it's physically painful. The, you feel like you're going to die, actually. Yeah. And at that age especially, it's like, it's the world. My first boyfriend, the when I was dating him when I was 15, it was in high school. I was a freshman. He was a senior. And mm. we broke up so many times. It was, it was an on and off, like, tumultuous relationship. And... I remember just thinking, like, I'll never get through this. Like, I'll never meet someone that will make me feel this way either. So why why look? And then I just kept getting my heart broken by him, and it was it was trash for so long. You got to run face first into a couple walls to realize your worth. Yeah. My advice to this young lady would be, A, any dude that ghosts you is a coward. Yeah. And was never worth your time in the first place. I, first of all, hate ghosting. I I wish that we lived in a society where it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing when I was a kid. Yeah. You couldn't, there was no ability to ghost because there wasn't a phone. Like, the Mm. only time you used a phone was to call someone. Right. You couldn't send a text message. The very most you could do was, like, leave a voicemail message. Yeah. And you wouldn't dare, like 
ghost somebody if they left you a voicemail message. You had to like call them back. Right. <laughs> yeah. I wish you could be like, hey, even I wish you could just say like, hey, I'm going to ghost you now. Do okay, you, thanks. Yeah. But you know why ghosting exists? Why? Is because of options. And because everyone, we all live our lives on a digital platform, like mm-hmm. you don't have the same accountability as you do when you're having a conversation with someone. Yeah. So th- people forget sometimes that you're like, yeah, we're communicating via text, but like it's t- so safe. Yeah. You can say whatever you want in a text message. Like most of the times, it's going to be things that you're not going to say someone to their face. I know. Well, that's why like, internet you can't say, trolls like, are, exist. Yeah. Like they you would can't never say like, tell you. you know, I really, really like you. Most people don't have the yeah. stones to say that face to face. I know. But on the phone, you can say whatever you want. I know. These and damn like, pixels. And keep and keep it safe. So I guess, you know, this is as far as her first heartbreak is concerned, like it's gonna get worse. This is not the worst one. <laughs> oh my gosh. But what if it is the worst? Well, it's not because yeah. I mean, anything that's longer than a couple of years is gonna be the worst yeah. thing. And he didn't deserve you. Bottom line. Anyone that yeah, ghosts you not that they didn't care about you, but they don't. I don't think they care about themselves enough to be <laughs> a real person yeah. with themselves. Something's happening with the lights. I feel like we're in a strobe. What's your advice <laughs> to her? Sh- My advice would be surround yourself with people that you really love, whether it's a friend or, or your family, and do your best to take your mind off of it. Um, cut your hair if you need to. Mm. Make yourself feel good, whether that's like getting your nails done or like painting a room if you're me. <laughs> redecorating your house um just anything that makes you feel good watching comedy movies listening to your favorite music and put everything that reminds you of them in a box away from you out of sight out of mind block them on all social media kind of erase them from your memory like eternal sunshine but not like that wild Mm. um because every time you see them or see a picture of you guys you're gonna cry again that was amazing advice and i feel bad that i even said words (laughs) In this exchange, <laughs> I'd like to apologize to the young lady now. Again, um, that, that's perfect advice. There's, there's a song um, by a guy named Sonny Levine. It's like a breakup song. And in the song, he says, literally, there's a line that goes, I've put everything about you in a box. Uh, um, and that's what you have to do. You like, have to. And unfollow. A huge unfollow, unfollow and block. block. Yep. Unfollow block. That's the two steps. Is the key. Let them know, like, oh, you want to ghost me? Guess how much access you have to me now. Yeah. None. None. Zero. Yep. I think we helped them. You did. (laughs) You did. I'm going to go home and paint my house a new color. What color? What color is your house right now? It's just like a matty white gray. Beautiful. Well, because you live on the beach, so is it beachy and light? It is. And airy? It's light and airy and lots of natural light. I have <sighs> skylights in all my rooms. <gasps> were they already there or did you put them in? No, they were already there. Oh, they, I would never buy a house if they weren't there, Megan. <laughs> Why would you ever think that Sal would not have skylights in every room? I literally walked upstairs and I was like, oh, there's skylights in every room? I'll take Sweet. it. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> where do I sign? But that's like a, that's how dudes... Make decisions like we do. Like, oh, that this makes sense right now in this moment, <laughs> moment by moment. Let's do it. I wonder, is do you think that's a blanket statement for all guys that they kind of just are much more in the moment? Because I feel like I'm overanalyzing everything from it's, every angle. It's it's a generalization. Yeah. I I am definitely one of those guys that way. 
Mm-hmm. Like I'll go into like if I'm going to the furniture store or even if I'm going shopping for clothes, I'm still one of those people who likes to go in and have the experience. Yeah. Um, I go in, I see something I like, I try it on. If it spoke to me on the rack, it's probably gonna work in the in the changing room. Uh huh. And that's it. I don't deviate. I'm not like when they're like, "Would you like to say anything else?" No, nothing else spoke to me when I walked in. I'd like to pay and I'd like to leave. <laughs> I would like this to be the shortest exchange. That's me. Like, I, even if I go to like undefeated to buy, like I don't go try on yeah. fifty pairs of shoes. I walk in, scan, scan, scan. Oh, there I am. Try them on. They work. If not, I'm out. And it's the same thing for anything. That's just how I work. Has there any, ever been a situation where you go and something speaks to you on the rack, but it, like looks terrible? In... Yeah. Oh yeah. And what's the? So it's so demeaning. What's the threshold of? If it's like kind of good or if it's like the one or you hate it. I'm going to let you in on a secret. Oh, I cannot wait. Dudes also buy for goal weight. Oh, really? And any guy who says he doesn't happens to be built like a supermodel and just gets out of bed and like is, no a, is, a, is a human, you know, rack. That's But funny. I, I literally like I've, I've – I'll be that – I've been that dude where I, I put some jeans on and I'm like – but you know what? Goal weight. Goal weight. <laughs> Let's get there. If there was a security camera in every fitting room, first of all, that would be a breach of every privacy um, concern. But that'd be so funny to see guys just like kind of being upset for a little bit, but then whispering, looking themselves dead in the eye in a mirror and saying, Goal, Goal weight. <laughs> we can do this. A super cut of that would be so I have funny. I have a, a, a like more athletic build yeah and a lot of the brands that i like are built for like european like norwegian and swedish models sure so i'll i'll see something be like oh it's amazing and i put it on and i can feel the shoulders going like you're gonna <laughs> buy this without wanting to buy this when it rips i go in i i guess i'm kind of same i can't speak for all girls but i've definitely been able to like make this rule for myself when i go shopping i pick something off the rack that speaks to me and if i put it on and if i instantly go love it or eh, that's the whole thing if I love it, I'll get it. If I'm maybe, I won't get it. No, yeah. You can't convince yourself that it's going to work. Not even – even it's, if it's on sale. This is something that I've learned too. Don't buy things just because they're on sale. That's no. terrible. You're going to end up hating it if you don't love it already. Do what my mom used to do. And what is this? Find something that you love that you can't afford and go and bury it deep in the rack. Uh-huh of another section or of the sale rack. My mother would literally long play until she the thing that she wanted was on sale. <gasps> she would go back and keep hiding it. What if people bought it all? A lot of times it would work. She just had a system. Oh my, she had a system. She also ran the business, so yeah. she was the one making it on sale. No, that's why it was back when she was like, I love this, but I can't afford it yet. I'm just gonna go bury it behind these sweaters. <laughs> I mean, I do that too, but that's, I only do that to like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom and then I'll put it in a rack. So and no I put it listens. in my purse. No. <laughs> of course not. Of course. Uh, let's help another person. Someone writes, I think, no, I know that I have a problem coming off too aggressive towards guys that I'm interested in. Do you have any advice on being more chill around guys before I scare them off completely from aggressive anxiety? Mm. So being too aggressive, has anyone ever come up to you and been like, hey, marry me. <laughs> yes, and that's why I'm wedded. <laughs> We've been together for 25 years. Um, I have been 
overly pursued before. Where? Set the scene. I exchanged numbers with a girl and it just, she wanted to go too fast. Like we exchanged, exchanged numbers, went on a date, and then the next day she was just like, when are we hanging out again? Oh, and that's too much for but you. But that first date wasn't, you know, you know when you know it's like when you there's that mutual, but like we had just started, you know, we had gotten a vibe, but wasn't quite sure yet. Like, oh, this is going to go someplace. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it started to become obvious like, oh, you really want this. You need this. Oh, did it feel like she was reaching for a relationship in general or for She just you? wanted a relationship. That sucks. That's what it felt like. It felt like, oh, you just, you, you, you need a person. It was instantly no longer attractive. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, that's because it's needy and like kind of desperate. So my advice is as hard as it might be, just keep it chill. Try to, try to be yourself. I know, which is the hardest thing to do if people don't know themselves, though. Right. Because how do you be yourself if you don't know who you are? This is true. <gasps> well, okay, so if she's trying to be more chill, what would be a way to do that? Like, calm. first of all, calm down, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm notorious for being overly anxious for everything. Um, and, like, my heart rate is higher than doing cardio for 45 minutes if I'm in a situation where I'm uncomfortable. So I guess... My advice to someone that would want to be more chill is like try and get your mind off of it. Think about something that makes you happy. Like sometimes I'll go into a meeting that has a lot of pressure on it and I'll watch like two little sketches on YouTube that make me laugh. Mm. And so I'll be like, okay, I'm in this mind space where I'm happy and my mind is not thinking about, oh, if I impress these people, then I'll have a job or not. Because then that can make me feel more comfortable in my own skin. It's true. Like when you go in for an audition, the one thing that that it took me a long time to learn was like, they can tell the second you walk in the door yeah. whether or not you need this job. Isn't that is so true? And if you if they feel like you need it, then that means they're not seeing you. Yep. They're seeing the this person who really, really wants something. Yeah. But they want to see who you are, get to know you, and make a decision based on just showing who you are, which mm-hmm. is tough and and make, sometimes you feel like, I got to walk in, I got to be this thing. And it's the same thing in a relationship. Like any person who's ever become your friend mm-hmm. isn't someone who was like, I want to be your friend. You right? Like, I want only my new friends to approach me like that. And in fact, like you never make friends with those kind of people. Like you go to your friends and like, oh my goodness, yeah. this girl just will not stop. She wants to hang out with us so badly. I don't know what to tell her. It's the same thing right. in, a, in a relationship. Like if you, as, as tough as it might be, you have to remember like you're amazing. There's a reason why your friends are friends with you and apply that same type of logic as crazy as it might seem to showing this person that you want to be with like this is this is who I am and sometimes it's awesome and sometimes it's kind of it's just this <laughs> yeah it's just, it's just this your this friends, is all it is your friends accept you yeah at, 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 that, that's the best thing about friendships mm-hmm. and it's kind of what at the end of the day you're trying to go for even though you are attracted to this person in different ways yeah you want someone who's going to the at the end of the day be into all that horrible stuff about you as well. Yeah, it's relationships are friendship plus. You get extra stuff. Friendship plus. <laughs> yeah. Start treating it like that. Yeah, start as friends. Well, it's also, I've been told so many times by people that are married that like you should marry your best friend 
Because in the end, that's you guys are going to be best friends. You're only going to hang out with each other the whole time. But I think it's interesting that you you brought up the audition process because it equally parallels relationships. Because you everyone's trying to put their best foot forward on these dating apps or even like on first dates. And like that's f- totally fine to like try and make yourself a little bit more sellable, I guess. Because mm. you're basically auditioning to be with somebody. But yeah, if someone feels like you're too needy for a job or for a relationship, they're not going to want to, you're not going to want to get a callback or a second date at the same rate. Every relationship I've ever been in has happened in some crazy, awkward way, like (laughs) in an elevator. No way. My first girlfriend that I was with for like, my first real long-term girlfriend, I met in an elevator. (gasps) What elevator? uh, An elevator at the ESPYs. Oh, okay. Interesting. And there was a bunch of people. Like, it was overly crowded elevator. Oh, I was imagining a two-person elevator no, like in a rom-com. No, I wish it was that rom com It was, um... <laughs> it was it actually was, much more stuffy than it that. It was, like, stuffed. And we were, like, uncomfortably close. And I saw her in the elevator. I was like, oh, wow. You're cute. Um, and then I ran into her on the dance floor at the after party where, you know, like, you're on the dance floor and it's, like, one of those dance floors that's just like, oh, my the best ever and then you turn oh my god and you're like i think you're oh she's from the elevator and then <laughs> she's from grooving, the elevator <laughs> grooving in that direction and next thing you know we dance for like two hours oh my gosh and then we were making out oh my god on the dance floor or did we relocate are we, we back behind the we monkey re- bars we, re- re- we relocated um <laughs> the to, adult monkey bars to like uh, another place the place where the party was and then the next day <laughs> because we had been a little bit buzzed uh-huh. my text message the next day was Hello, question mark, which was my way of saying, like, hey, do you want to still talk to me? That's incredible. I've never met anyone cool on an elevator. Yeah. I also don't talk to people on elevators. I didn't really talk to her. I just said hi. I guess you're right. Yeah. Elevators are so crazy. You've never been closer to strangers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> elevators and planes. How many times planes. have you sat next oh to someone in a plane and like said nothing? Nothing. But if this thing oh goes down, you're going to be like, I love you. <laughs> it's so weird. You act so cool on planes, but I... let let that let an engine go. Right? Or in the elevator, like, let that shit go. Ah! And just like catch, like, wait, did it stop? Did it stop? Oh goodness. You know what I mean? Like can you imagine? And then, like, everything is fine again, and then you guys resume to just being stoic Not humans talking. standing next Don't to each talk other? Don't talk to me. We are no longer life-threatened. Well, being on an airplane is so interesting because there's either there's two types of people on airplanes. It's either you're next to someone that wants to talk your ear off the entire duration. Super chatty, Or Kathy. someone that doesn't even look at you. Wait, here's a tangential thought. Have you ever been in a window seat on, like, an international flight and a bunch of other people are sleeping? And you have to climb over them and use the armrests yes. as footstools all the time, <laughs> all the time. You, I've I never did, been more ridiculed I, in my I life. I just did the leapfrog like two the weeks ago. The leapfrog, yeah. The plane leapfrog, where you have to step over them, and for a little while, it's you're so kind of straddling them. <laughs> yeah. And like, if they wake up right now, my butt's gonna be in their face. Imagine if someone woke up and you were just like, "Hey, hey, I am not trying to mount you. I just want to pee." Oh gosh! Did we help this person? Planes. I think so. I I think our thing was just don't come off yeah. like you need this. The best job I ever got in this town has been one where I walk in like, 
And? That's the same with me. For so long, I, I was being sent on dance auditions, and I was trying so hard. I was dressing. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I know all the moves. I know Do you want to see? It's so much. And you're freestyling in front of these judges, trying to like get them to look at you over like seven other girls that you're dancing right next to that also look just like you. Mm. And I went into one audition... And I didn't even dress up for it. Like, I was not wearing, like, leggings. I, I think I wore, like, a ripped-up T-shirt, and I barely did my hair. <laughs> flash dance. Flash dance. And so I was the star of Flash Dance. Right. Um, and that was really fun. <laughs> but, no, I walked in, and I was like, I don't care. I don't really want to be here. Let me learn these moves. And I, I danced more on the masculine side versus, like, a bunch of other, like, jazz funk girl dancers. So I was like, I'm just going to do a bunch of knee spins and kind of just hip hop dance around. And I, that's the only job I booked once I moved to LA. I Bingo. didn't I didn't give a single shit. You got to go in there on some real zero Fs given. Yep. And that's how you should approach people that you eventually perhaps want to lay down next to horizontally. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break while Sal gives a little extra piece of advice you can find on meganbatoon.com slash podcast. And we'll be right back. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You have a good radio voice as well. Do I? Yeah. That, uh, ouch, oh. that outro was strong. Let's, no be, let's pretend to be newscasters right now. Ready? Irene, what's our topic? Our topic is uh, there is a county for, fair, but it's all on fire. A county fair that's on fire. Ready? Okay. Mm -hmm. And ding, 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 ding. Good morning, friends. Top of the day to you. In today's news, sadly, the county fair may not be a fair, as fire is the star attraction. More like county fire, am I right, Sal? <laughs> true. Absolutely true. Hay bales going up in smoke, animals running for their lives, kettle corn, no more. The rest at five. <laughs> the rest! And we're back. Sal, are you ready to help others? <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> If I'm only so they had been here three minutes ago. <laughs> 
Here we go. Here we go. I am in the final months of my junior year of high school and starting to really look at my future. My parents are pushing me to stay close, but my dream school is a good 19-hour drive away. Yipes. My parents have always been great to me and very supportive, and I don't want to disappoint them. However, I want to also do what's best for my future. What should I do? Help. Sincerely, confused about college. Run. I say... If you want to be away, go away. I also think that the sooner that you can get out from under the easy access mm -hmm. to your parents, the farther ahead you start to instantly put yourself at life. Hard agree. Yeah. What time did you move out from your parents' house? I moved out when I was 19. Okay. And I didn't go to college. Okay. So Where I did was... you go at 19? I went into a studio apartment, and I was a teller at Bank of America, <gasps> and also a waiter at night at Red Robin. Red Robin. Yes. We don't have so the was, copyright to that. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, yeah, I was working two jobs at nineteen, and surfing and snowboarding and skateboarding as much as I could. Here's a quick question about bank telling, mm. more so about the lollipops at Bank of America. Mm -hmm. How long them pops been out there? We we were regularly recycled. Really? Yeah. Each That's week, good. a different teller was assigned to go to the Costco and oh, they're buy, Costco pops. Buy the candies. Yeah, it's not Bank of America camp. But yeah, I was a bank. I was a bank teller on and off for like five years. Dang! What's the craziest thing you saw on a bank? Girls used to give me the slide their um. Oh my their god! Their number across with the deposit slip. Oh that my was god! The best. And you're like, I'm going to give you that deposit slip. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So what would happen is a cute girl would come and <laughs> and just flashbacking. It's so funny because I had I got a bunch of my friends' jobs at the bank. Uh -huh. And the poor manager, she didn't know what she'd gotten herself into. We would, if there was a really hot girl in line, we would compete to see who could keep their window closed the longest oh my to God. get that person to, in their line. Meanwhile, there'd be a line out the bank. It's like Friday. <laughs> and it's like, why are you all closed? Oh, I'm just making sure I'm counting my cash. Like, oh my bullshit. Um, yeah, it was funny. But that was the best. When you when you got the number without asking. Yeah. And like, you looked and there was the deposit slip and then like, oh, name, smile, and phone number. Like, hold it up for the homies. Like, That's blow, so check me out now. <laughs> Yeah. That's so good. Uh, back to the question. 19-hour drive away. That's that's definitely far. Not far enough. Not far enough? 19-hour drive? Yeah. That's got to be at least three states. Yeah. I don't, depending on how quick you're driving. Yeah, you're right. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. A three-state minimum from three your parents. Minimum. But yeah, I, I say be as far away as possible. I loved moving out. I moved out also at a young age. I think I was 18. I went into a private school and then accrued a lot of student loans in just one semester. And then I immediately went to a different, like a state school. Mm. But yeah, I think moving out as early as possible has made me the person I am now. Fiercely independent baller. Yeah, I was, well, not self-proclaimed baller, but thank you. Fiercely for, independent baller. I will ten. say I'm, I'm incredibly independent more than I could ever be if I didn't leave at 18. But yeah, what's best for your future is I, th I think you only know that. Your parents yeah. can only be like, go to school, become a nurse or whatnot. Your parents mean well. Of course. They love you in a manner that you'll never comprehend until you procreate. Yeah. If you procreate. Mm -hmm. Like my mother still to this day like loves me in a way where I'm like, 
this is crazy. <laughs> if I call my mom to say hello, we're going 60 minutes. Yeah. I have to make sure that I'm calling when I'm en route to a place where she has no choice but to get off the phone. Because yeah. my mother would talk to me for five hours. I think so, An too. hour, feels she feels like she was robbed. Like, oh really? We're done? Gosh. And that's like, that's a love that's just, it's incredible. Like, they hatched you. They brought you home. You couldn't say anything. They wiped you behind. Like, you peed in their face. And then, you know, overnight, like, they're sending you away. Like, it's, for yeah. parents, that's some trauma that they don't even, now they got to be like, oh, I'm stuck with this person that I made you with that I don't even know anymore. Like, hopefully we can figure out how to have a life together. Isn't, like, that's like, that they're going so through weird. theirs, right? So the idea that they got to now get on with their lives yeah. means that they only want to attach themselves that much closer to you. And they mean well. They just want to continue to nurture you and mm -hmm. do all these things that they've done for you up until then. Yeah. Um, but you got to rip that Band-Aid off. Yeah, you have to. So that they can get on with their lives. Do it for your parents. Move far away. Yeah. Not for you, for them. You're welcome. Send money. <laughs> Send money. <laughs> uh, sending money is a huge thing if you're in college, by the way. I think um, my mom sent me a couple care packages, and you don't know how big of a help it is. Mm. A care package when you're in college is like you just you robbed a Bank of America is what it feels I like. I remember the first time my mom came by with groceries. Oh. I cried I... after she left. But I did cry. Oh but I was broke. Of you course. know, I would like, you know, I was in that scrounge for change, know the person who works at the taco shop, get a little like hook. Like I had to strategically plan my eating day yeah. around like the homies who worked at certain places just so I could have like, like my self decency of not having to call and ask for food. But your oh parents also know when you're struggling. And then one day they just show up, you know, and it's like, oh, damn, you love me. I'm sorry for all those times that I told you that I hate you. Like that shit was never real. <laughs> I was just JKing. Yeah. I remember being so broke one time that I had to obviously scrounge for a change in the couch, but I went to some fast food restaurant to get like an Oreo pie and I paid fully in pennies. Ooh, yeah. It's really embarrassing. That's real. Oh, God. Being broke sucks when you're that young. Mm. You don't know. You can't do anything either. Especially when you're in college, you could barely have time for anything else besides your classes. I used to go to, my, my thing was to sneak into group dinners, order Ooh. a drink, and then be like, mm, you look like you're done. <gasps> and like, let me just, yeah, just don't send that back. Just slide that over here. That was my move. <laughs> For sure. There, I knew a girl in school who, I mean, I don't know if this is a girl or a boy or someone I just made up, but they uh, would maybe um, be at the lunch table and then ask each other like, oh, I've never had a French fry. What does that taste like? Can I mm. try that? Oh, I've never had a gusher. Oh, I've never had a piece of pizza. And they would, would just take bites of people's food. And it's like, you have had a potato before. Yeah. Like, no, I don't know what it tastes Not like. Not under these circumstances of being broke as fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's different. It's different now. It's different. Hand it over, Sally. Mm. Um, how about another question? Sure. So here's my problem that I would like advice on. I am in a relationship with this girl and we are great friends, but beyond that, I don't think we're going to work out well. She doesn't treat me well. It feels like I am kept up on a shelf until she needs me, mm. and she seems totally indifferent when I need her. Mm. Problem is, she thinks that we are just perfect together. Mm. Recently, she told me that she had a dream about our wedding. Our wedding. And I'm over here trying to find ways to let her down gently. I'm just so afraid to hurt her. To make matters worse, as my feelings for her faded away, I have gained feelings for a different lady friend of mine. What do I do? 
from Fading Feelings. Same answer to the last question. <gasps> Run! <laughs> um, you're not doing this girl any favors mm-hmm. by continuing to be with her. In fact, um, you're, you're actually being cruel to her. You're being cruel. You're being cruel to her by continuing to perpetuate this myth I know. that um, you're still into her. And that things, everything ends. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form, everything ends. And if you really want to do her a favor, mm-hmm. let her get on with her life, break up with her, and get on with yours. Yeah. Because this, uh, this person sounds like, this is a girl or a guy? It's a guy. Um, this this dude sounds like he's he's just I couldn't met. That's just not fun walking around with all that. It's definitely not. Well, stressful. It's not fun being in a relationship that you know is not gonna continue to be. And I've been in it so <laughs> plenty of times where I'm like, this is gonna end, but like I don't know how to end it, so I just kind of have it in limbo for a while. And that is the worst place to it takes be. Takes a lot of energy. To be like, all right, I got to go pretend like I still want to be here. I know. Well, I think a lot of people stay in that because they're nervous to be alone. They don't want to feel pain. People, Yeah, people don't want to feel pain and they don't want to be with themselves. And here's the other thing for this guy, to your point. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be with himself. And he also knows that in order to like get to be with himself... It's going to hurt for him, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you used to really like this person. Yeah. You went through all the rainbows and unicorns and dolphins that could ever exist for a time, and now you're not there. But when you break up with someone, you realize, like, oh, wow. Like, this did serve me for a while. Yeah. It was amazing. I don't hate this person. I just want to get on with my life. You, you're, you, You are only responsible for your happiness. Yep. In life. Yes. Even when you get married. This whole idea that like someone makes, oh, she makes me so happy. Nah, that mm-hmm. actually scares me. Yeah, because that means you weren't happy before. Now, if I get to be my best self, this person doesn't judge me. They uh, they support me and, and, and watch me take chances and they've got my back when the sun's shining and when it's dark. That's different. Mm-hmm. But they just make me happy. Mm. It's not enough. It's, for me, it's always, at, at this point in my life, it's always like a little fire alarm because you got to be happy without me. Yep. Like, I'm not responsible for your happiness. Absolutely not. And you're not responsible for mine. Yeah. Okay. So here's my question to that because I completely agree. And I think he's afraid to hurt this girl, but he wants to let her down gently. Let's role play. Mm -hmm. If I'm this girl and you're this guy, Mm -hmm. let me down gently how you would if you're afraid to hurt me. Um, Megan? Hey, what's up? Hey. um, I think that it's time for us to go our separate directions and get on with our lives. This is coming out of nowhere. What are you talking about? Why are you doing this to me? Well, I've actually felt like this way for a while, and I think it's unfair for me to continue to be in this relationship with you if I'm not 100% committed in the manner that you are to me. And I think that, you know, it's just, it's time, it's hard, like, I, I care for you immensely, but okay, I'm not... Okay, sure. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah, and it's probably not going to seem that way for a while. But I got to get on with my life. What are you going to do? Who Do you like somebody else? Are you breaking up with me because there's already another person? I'm breaking up with you because 
I don't feel about you the same way I did when we first got together. Oh my God, I'm, this is so much. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, this isn't meant to hurt you. It's just. Oh, it's not because you are. I know. And it sucks and it's going to suck for a while. It hurts me too because we had something beautiful, but we don't have that anymore. So why should we be together? Bravo. That was so eloquent because usually the person that is breaking up, it, it does feel like an attack to the other. Like, so yeah. I was playing the victim, yeah. obviously, <laughs> um, as always. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, the other person feels attacked and blindsided if you're not. I mean, here's the other thing. If you're getting broken up with, you kind of know. Yeah. Everyone kind of knows that it's coming. And there's also no such thing as letting someone down easy. That's yeah. a fantasy. Yep, that's true, for you sure. You are not in control of what their experience is mm -hmm. going to be. Yeah. And if you think so, then you've got some sort of a God complex, and that's why you're still staying with this person, because you think you're some sort of, like, some sort of deity that, like, can be responsible for how someone is going to feel. You don't have that power. Mm -hmm. You have to cut the cord, and they will take care of the rest. And time... It's as cliche as it sounds. Time heals. I know. All. All of them. Like the reason why cliches become cliches yes. is because they actually work. They're tried and proven things that that's how they become cliche. And you're like, oh, it's so cliche. Yes. There's a reason. I couldn't agree more. I feel like I'm talking to myself because I feel like I've said that so many times. It's so true. You're going to be hurt. You're going to hurt. She's going to hurt. Just know that going in. If you go in with any any other mission, you're fucked. Oh, yeah. I feel like also people try and do the whole let down gently thing so that they don't feel bad either. Because mm. it's like, yeah, you, you care about their feelings enough, but you don't wanna, ever want to seem like the bad person. And you are going to seem like the bad person in their eyes if you break up with them because you're the one placing hurt upon them. But there, if you try and make everyone happy, you're going to make no one happy. As, starting with yourself. Yes. Starting and ending with yourself. That's a full circle of you. Mm. It's always got to be you. I think we helped them. I think they're going to be okay. They will be okay. Time really does heal all wounds. And saline solution. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our show. Thank you so much, Sal, for coming and helping us with all of your sage wisdom. Thank you so much uh, for, for having me. Um, I have been such a fan of yours for such a long time, oh, yeah. and so to be able to, to to be a part of something that you do, um, this is it's really an honor for me. The honor is all mine, and that's also a cliche. My very first job uh, hosting ever was with you. Mm -hmm. uh, well, not with you because you were like the host of the whole thing, and I was like this like on field reporter, um, and it, it was a dream of mine to be on the same job as you so having you in front of me is just like uh, the icing on the cake well life comes full circle in cool <gasps> ways and the good people find each other i love that oh my gosh okay getting a new tattoo let's make an appointment now right, let's, do it. let's go right now <laughs> if you have a sticky situation or burning concern please email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign off sleepless in seattle style so we don't out your true persona because god forbid yeah it's 2018 no one needs to know who anyone is that said uh, you can follow me at Sal Masekela. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> and rate us five stars. Ugh. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>